0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring guests and topics that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have all the way from the other side of the ocean, over there in the uh, Europe area. We'll get you exactly where she is in that first question, as always. But Catherine Llewellyn will be our guest today. And let me tell you a little bit about Catherine. She is a master humanistic psychologist, overturning the accepted norms for human potential and promoting free thinking and self-actualization among powerful and influential type A high achievers. Straight talking, authentic, and constantly learning. You'll mostly find her wandering the Welsh hills deep in one creative project or another or enjoying various alternative activities such as conscious dance. She works in Wales, UK and online and founded the Yes, You Now in 2020 as a vehicle for helping high achievers go to the next level for their business or for themselves. Personally, she recognizes that those with power, wealth and influence are best placed to bring about positive change. It is her mission to help them do that wisely and, do, and to exceed their private expectations for themselves and for their endeavors while they're at it. Her expertise lies in working with high, highly successful people acting as a guide, a facilitator, coach, and a mentor. Her goal is to assist powerful and influential men and women to provide the strong and wise leadership the world needs in these disastrous times. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Catherine Llewellyn. And our theme is Mastering Our Full Power and Pot- Potential. Welcome, Catherine.
2: Thank you so much, Vicki. I'm really delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's my
1: pleasure. And we gave a few clues in that bio, but as always, I start with an easy question. Where do you call home? Where do you live?
2: I live in Wales, in the UK. And if you look at um, a map of the UK, Wales is the big lump on the left <laughs> side that sticks out. Uh, there are lots of mountains and lots of rain and uh, lots of mm. waterfalls. It's a very beautiful place to oh, live. Oh, Sounds wonderful.
1: So we want to get right into this. We've got a lot of good content today. So I talked about the humanistic psychology in your bio, and I wanted you to just take a little bit of time to explain to the audience what that is and why is it relevant to those high achieving?
2: Well, really to anyone. Well, thank you. It's a great question. I I think everyone's heard of Freud and psychoanalysis, which Mm -hmm. were very popular in the 1930s, 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way to do it in those days. And basically you had to go right the way back to what are <laughs> all the most awful things that ever happened to you as a child.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
2: would then give you your explanation for why you're upset and miserable now. <laughs> now. That's it's a great way to do it for a lot of people. But the humanistic psychology approach went in another direction, which was more in the direction of why don't we just assume that people can actually make their own choices? Yeah. And why don't we just assume they've got every right to do that? And they've probably got a good idea of how to do it. Mm-hmm. In other words, why don't we take a more respectful point of view nice. with people and with their growth? And why don't we just assume that people want to grow unless you actively prevent them? Um, so that's, that's the whole humanistic psychology approach. It's, it's, the, it's more of a growth orientation rather than a... Um, fixing you because there's something wrong with you orientation
1: yeah it's really focusing on the positive and not the negative not assuming you're you need fixed there's something wrong but Mm. assuming that there's great potential there's great opportunity for you and even with every challenge becomes a stepping stone to greatness so that's
2: exactly right yeah yeah awesome
1: wonderful so what, why do you feel flourishing and fulfilled leaders are likely to be better
2: leaders? Well, when we're not fulfilled and when we're not flourishing, by definition, our needs are not being met. Yeah. And it's natural to our psychology to try to get those needs met mm-hmm. one way or another. Now, if as a leader, you're trying to get your needs met in a uh, an indirect way, like <laughs> through your work, through your people, that means that you're gonna be draining energy out of your organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if instead you're conscious of your own needs, you're getting those needs met because you need to, you wanna be healthy, you wanna be well, you wanna be happy, you want to feel loved, you want to feel satisfied, you want to feel some accomplishment, you want to feel like there's meaning in your life. Mm-hmm. When you've got all of those in place, then you can look out at your organization and see it fresh. And you can see it from the point of view of you're a strong person, you're a wise person, you're grounded, Mm. you're in good shape, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and probably physically, which means then you're in a much stronger position to actually tune into what your organization needs in order to flourish and grow, rather than having a kind of um, unconscious Uh, need to get your own needs met and fulfilled and we I think we've all seen many leaders stuck in that position Mm. where the way that they're leading is not working because they're unconsciously trying to get their needs met because they're not getting them met in a more direct way in their lives
1: Mm. And, and I think too you know we lead by example everybody is watching us and if you I I just find the more that I don't concentrate on (laughs) fixing others or trying to be more than I am Mm -hmm. to accept who I am and, and try just to make my day a good day, do what I need to do and not, not concentrate on the negative. Like we talked earlier, people around you tend to repeat that and to emulate that. And
2: it makes a much happier teams. It at really least,
1: in my experience.
2: It really, really does. And also anyone who's ever spent a lot of time with somebody who's always exhausted, yeah. always below par, it's exhausting being around that person. Yeah. It's tiring. And people end up walking on eggshells around them, you know, trying not to upset them or worry them or mm-hmm. and you know, who here hasn't spent a lot of time trying not to upset their boss. Yeah. You know, it's a very common thing. You're exactly right. And of course, when we when we are flourishing and fulfilled, we also become smarter,
1: mm-hmm.
2: much more intuitive, and we're able to think more strategically as well and yeah. make powerful decisions.
1: And I, I used to tell people whenever we were doing big events and things that uh, that if you look flustered, if you look confused, if you look angry, everyone on your team is going to be on eggshells. Everyone on your team, everyone that sees you, no one is going to want the role that you have, <laughs> you know, especially in a volunteer organization. Nobody's going to want to be the, the head of anything if you make it look like such a daunting task. Exactly. And so smile along the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why do you think it's important for leaders to be thinking
2: about right now? Wow. Well, trust is the first thing. We've come through a few years where um, trust has taken a bit of a bashing one way or the other, and a lot of people in leadership positions are finding that Mm -hmm. uh, their their people are confused, they're upset, they're exhausted, some of them are traumatised, worried, fearful, and they really need a leader that they can rely on and trust. Yeah. And what that means is that that leaders have to really show up very strongly. They've got to be very present. Mm-hmm. And they've also got to be willing to be vulnerable as well. They've got to be willing to say, you know what, I'm scared too. Or you know what, I'm confused sometimes. I'm human as well. Yeah. And I'm here with you and I'm here for you. And we've got a hell of a task ahead of us. You know, a lot of organizations right now are worried. Mm -hmm. Leaders are worried because with the economy being so uncertain, and I don't have to tell leaders to think about the economy, you probably think about it in their sleep too much. If anything, it's think about it less. Mm -hmm. But we're all thinking about how am I going to get through this and how am I going to thrive and how's my business going to thrive? So we've got to manage that at the same time as being there for our people in a way that's encouraging and supportive for them but with no BS, it's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. It doesn't have, Mm -hmm. it can't be just a gloss. Mm -hmm. So I think managing that balance is incredibly important at the moment. And I think making sure that people feel um, recognized and understood and accepted Mm -hmm. as who they are, because again, a lot of people have gone through a, a situation of being told what to think, what to do, and don't make your own choices. Don't think for yourself. Now that's really bad for the human yeah, spirit. For sure. And it's it's not good for organizational and business success mm-hmm. either. So that whole thing of making sure people feel uh, attended to, understood, trusted, mm-hmm. that they can think for themselves, mm-hmm. all of these things, leaders always need to think about these things. But right now, especially, I think. Yeah. and And I know I've,
1: Talked about this in other podcasts, but with remote teams, I think leaders, you know, we have a, a big job anyway, but really you've got to go the extra mile to make those remote people feel that they're valued, that they, their opinions count. You've got to, you can't only just call them when there's a problem for sure. And you, and you don't only want to call them to give them work. You really need to have those chats with them from time to time, just as you would do if you were in the office.
0: Yeah.
1: What's your
2: thoughts on that? Well, exactly. And the word community Mm -hmm. comes in there because people need community so badly and they Mm -hmm. need human connections so badly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just happen by accident. Right. You've got to go into it intending, Mm-hmm. And intending to really be there and show up. And and doing it on online on Zoom or on the phone or have you do it is actually more of an effort yeah. because they haven't got your physical presence in the room with them. Mm-hmm. You've got to really make a point of showing yeah. up, which means no. you've got to get plenty of sleep, you've got to eat properly, you've got to take a few minutes beforehand to think about what impact do I want to have here? What am I trying to do in this conversation? even more so than you have to do when everyone's in the same building. Yeah,
1: and, and you really have to not multitask. You know, if you're in person, you can kind of fake it a little bit. But here, if you stray your eyes from that camera, mm. they're going to think, you don't care what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, you're, you're, you're not really here for me. And, mm. you know, that could be really detrimental.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a hell of a challenge
2: for leaders right now, really.
1: <laughs> I know, but I think if you rise to the challenge, just think how great our leaders will become.
2: Absolutely. And I I have seen some people really evolving Mm -hmm. in an incredibly exciting way. So I I think these hard times always create incredible opportunities as well as extraordinary obstacles. So, you know, we have to admit the obstacles and face them and and work them. Mm. And we have to grab the opportunities. Awesome. So your bio says you provide
1: catalytic, challenging, and encouraging self-mastery programs. So I'd like to have you take some time to just share the audience with the audience how they are tailored, the the programs are tailored to the individual client, maximizing their potential.
2: Great. So I'm I'm working with people one-on-one. So what that means is that we can work together however we want to. We don't have to worry about the rest of the group. I do sometimes work with groups, but mostly one-on-one. So there are really three key uh, areas in the work. The first one is about choice, the power of choice, the power of making our own choices Mm -hmm. and getting really clear what it is that we want on every single level of our lives. So that's for in our business, in our personal life, in our wellness, Mm -hmm. in our future, in every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. Now I've got a a formula, if you like, for working with people and helping people to get really, really connected with their Mm -hmm. own power of choice. And what I mean by that is sovereignty that the fact they have the right to make their own choices, mm. they have that power within them. Mm. If only they open to it and accept that it's there. It may have been beaten out of them <laughs> <laughs> earlier on. As, you know, can be Been there, people. done that, have the t Exactly, so it's can <laughs> they grab that back and then can they actually focus it and clarify what it is that they want? Now mm. I've got various steps that I take people through to do that, but with each and every person, the way that's done is different. Because when we first start talking, we quickly identify what is it about that person that helps them learn? Mm -hmm. What is it about them that helps them drop into their self-awareness and drop into their expansion? Mm -hmm. And I take that on board and I use that information to craft the program specifically Um, for them. them. Mm -hmm. So in meeting them, I find out information about them that helps me then craft it specifically for them. and the second the second piece is the power of awareness Mm -hmm. so that's our self-awareness and Mm -hmm. it's our awareness of what's going on around us and our awareness in our relationships and our awareness of the world and all of those things Mm -hmm. and again there's a series of steps that will take place but the sequencing of those steps and exactly how they're done varies with each client so with each client it's a unique experience But they all get to this place at the end where (laughs) they've got this extraordinary sense of, oh my God, I've got the world and myself at my fingertips. I now know what my true strengths are, and I know the depth of those strengths, and I know why I've got them. And then the third element is when we put those two things together and we say, okay, great. So if we look at what you absolutely want, want to create in your life, mm-hmm. this extraordinary awareness you ha- now have about yourself mm-hmm. and your resources and your world and your business and everything else, how do we put those two things together so that you can strategically utilize everything you have in your toolkit mm-hmm. to accomplish what you want? Now that's a very sophisticated piece of integration and synthesis that happens there. And even just by having that conversation and putting that together, things just start happening even before they start going out and doing the things that we talk about them doing. It's a really incredible, uh, almost magical dynamic. Mm -hmm. And like I said, each one is tailored to each individual person because each individual person has got a different way of learning and a different way of growing and a different way of having fun. Because I yeah. always say, if we're not having fun in the work, you we're it. not doing it right. Mm-mm. It's not. It's like making love. If you're not having fun, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Right. Awesome.
1: So, and I would have to say, you just you just describe my past three years, and uh, so I will have to agree with you wholeheartedly. Fantastic. Well done, that, you. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. So, how do you apply, or how do our audience apply? the potential in real life to deliver extraordinary outcomes? Is that working with you, is it easy to do it on your own
2: or is it more helpful to have a guide? Well, the the thing I would say straight off is we all do it to some extent naturally Mm -hmm. already, which is why, for example, you're able to sit there looking fabulous running a podcast. I'm able to do the work I do. You know, we have both had help along the way, but we've also both mm-hmm. done a lot on our own. Yeah. So there's a huge power in people doing work on their own. Mm-hmm. There's also a huge power in people doing work with peers, with friends, colleagues. There's an extraordinary power of doing work with a coach or a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also yeah. extraordinary power of doing work in a group or in a community, and I would suggest that if we have a balance between all of those, that's the absolute optimum Absolutely. scenario. Absolutely. Those different types of learning feed different parts of the spirit, and of the, and of the mind, and when we've got everything all working together, extraordinary things can take place.
1: Yeah. And I, I know, again, from my own experience, when I started, I thought, well, I have all these years of experience and knowledge and and I don't need a coach. Mm. And let me tell you, I quickly learned, no, that is not true. (laughs) Now I have four coaches and I treasure the community that comes along with each of those groups because it's so helpful to have people that have walked the path with you or before you to give you either guidance or just a sounding board yeah. to keep you from
2: having your mindset go the wrong way. A- absolutely. And in, in, in many cases, a lot of the people I've worked with, they would have actually got to where they wanted to get, mm-hmm. but they, it would have taken a lot, lot longer. Yeah. And it would have been much more difficult mm-hmm. and much more costly yeah. to do it. Whereas when they're working with someone that helps them um, activate resources they have and and develop those and focus it strategically then you can get the results much much more quickly a lot more enjoyably and more sustainably and you've also got a much deeper understanding of exactly how you did it yeah you can then repeat it i mean i'm all about self-directed learning you know people come away from working with me and they they ascend significantly over time after that because they've taken on board the tools of how to continue and repeat that and build uh, you know on, on an exponential basis it, it's really where you can have that
1: behavioral change because you see the need to do it you want to do it you can't you know put that push that on anyone that's right you know, all the mothers in the world should uh, remember that <laughs>
2: i know well i think they do remember it but they can't help themselves <laughs>
1: All right. So why is physical embodiment important? And how can people
2: engage in that? Okay. well, the fact is we all we each have a body. I'm just going to say that again. We each have a body. (laughs) Right. And so much so much of the time we go through life kind of pretending that we don't as if as if our body is just a kind of a um, like a sort of a trolley to carry our brain around from one place to another awesome way to think of it oh my goodness oh it's a bit tragic (laughs) this this is a lot less true now than it was decades ago nowadays there's a lot more attention and intelligence around our physical embodiment and wellness Mm -hmm. the thing is I think it's important to go beyond how do I stay free of disease and how do I stay free of you know back problems and diabetes and Mm -hmm. let's go way beyond how do I stay free of the things I don't want and let's go into how do I literally love and enjoy the fact I have a body because when we go into that place Mm -hmm. the the extraordinary experience of, of of when our energy is free flowing within us when all of our hormonal balance is perfect when our muscle tone is perfect when our skin is clear, our eyes are clear, our digestion's working really well, Mm -hmm. when all of our hair is shining, you know, when all of that's working, we just feel so much better. And we also have so much more energy and the brain is part of the body. Mm -hmm. And the the quality of the blood blood flow through the brain is enhanced. Our thinking is enhanced, our intelligence is enhanced, our imagination, our intuition, mm-hmm. our ability to connect with other human beings, our ability to experience love, yeah. which is behind so much of what good leaders are trying to do anyway. So physical embodiment just literally in, in our being is important. Yeah. And if you then add to that movement, mm-hmm. the way we move across the room, the way we get up and stand and the way we touch people, the way we... Walk, the way we dance, Mm -hmm. the way we make love, everything we do with our bodies is all part of our existence. And when we attend to that, we are attending to something which some people would say is God-given and should be welcomed and loved and appreciated. And it's a really significant part of, you know, and the lead-I've had leaders come to me and start working with me who were amazing people, really bright people, successful people, but not well in their bodies and trapped. Yeah, unhealthy yeah. bodies. And by the time we finished, they were just transformed, and their people just loved the way they showed up now—much, much more inspiring, much more energy. Yeah, awesome. And you know that's why I have the other
1: side of my business is the wellness and um, and anti-aging because a lot of things that hold us back is that, that we don't take care of ourselves. We don't, as you said, that's why I love the the whole trolley thing is, you know, we do just think that our brain will take us, but, you know, our brain also is keeping, holding us back if we don't feel well, if we don't look like we think, you know, you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see any longer. Mm. So all these things. It is time now for us to go to rapid fire. So our first one is, What is a type A wrangler? I love
2: that term, type A wrangler. If you think of a beautiful stallion running across the hills, that has great beauty and power and it's uncontrollable and unpredictable. And in order to engage with that, you need to be a a really amazing horse wrangler. (laughs) A type A person is a bit like that stallion. They're fabulous, Mm. they're beautiful, they're strong, they're awesome. You need to be able to learn how to engage with them in mm. a way where they feel accepted, included and respected above all, and that you're not trying to change them. Mm. So that's what a Taipei wrangler is. That's awesome. Uh,
1: what is energy management, healing sensitivity? So mani- energy management, healing sensitivity and how
2: can people engage with that? OK, so some people have noticed that when their beloved turns up at the party, they know they've entered the building. They can mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. Sometimes someone phones somebody and the other person said, I was just thinking about you. That is energy. That's our energetic connection with each other. It's a it's an intrinsic part of our design as human mm-hmm. So so when we when we actually pay attention to that and become more sensitive to it, we can then tune into things like atmosphere, Mm -hmm. uh, culture, how people are feeling, what's going on, the energy levels in the organization, Mm -hmm. and we can actually support it. A client who I'd worked with for years once asked me to come and sit in a series of meetings he was having with hundreds of senior managers. And he said, I've got to tell them that we're downsizing and some of Mm -hmm. them will lose their jobs. Catherine, I want you to sit in the circle and I want you to embody good energy and I want you to help me hold the energy of the space. That's all I want you to do. He paid me a lot of money to do it and the meetings went better than anyone could possibly have imagined. Because I was embodying something for energy for that group. And all of the groups said afterwards, I don't understand it. This was bad news. I heard everything. (laughs) I took it all in. I wasn't nearly as upset as I normally would be. I don't know why. That's magical. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: All right. So share thoughts on experimental
2: learning. Experiential learning. Ah, so, experience. thank you. Experiential learning. Well, experimental is similar. So um, experiential learning is where you learn through doing and experiencing. Oh, okay. As opposed to through reading stuff, learning stuff, being told stuff. And most of what we've learned that's important to, really important to us, is experiential learning. <laughs> I would agree. That happens automatically. Mm-hmm. And and you can actually activate it intentionally. Uh, in respect of a particular thing you want to accomplish. Hmm. So you can choose the thing you want to accomplish. You can husband knowledge and resources that you can get from elsewhere, but you can then craft yourself an experiential learning program Hmm. that takes you through the lived experience of working towards that outcome and learning from it strategically as you go. So you turn that experiential learning faculty into one of your tools as opposed to one of your automatic unconscious
0: capacities.
2: Mm. It becomes conscious Mm. and you can then utilize it intentionally. See, now I use that to help people
1: overcome their fear of public speaking. And I didn't even know that that's what it was called. So
2: awesome. exactly what you're doing. Yes, exactly. Awesome. All right. What would the ideal client be for you? Well, they've got to be... um, very rich, very good looking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good in her, good in her. Yes. <laughs> um, the ideal client is somebody who <laughs> genuinely wants to be part of the solution uh, globally and for their own organization, and that's their that's their intention. That's where their heart is. They also genuinely want to be successful and accomplished and fulfilled themselves, mm. and they want their loved ones that to be the same. They also need to be people who have already done enough work to get to the point where they are successful. So they're doing well. Things are going well. They want to be part of the solution. Now they want to transcend that and go to the next level. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And they're very excited to go to a level that they almost don't believe they can manage. They really are ambitious and they want to do that. And they're really open and uh, interested in exploring. Not afraid of going out of their comfort zone. Yeah, they're really up Mm -hmm. for that. They they realize that going outside your comfort zone full-time is a bad idea. Right. To be in there some of the time. But, you know, these are ambitious people uh, who really want to go to the next level and take Mm -hmm. everyone else with
1: them. So for me, it's always you know pushing outside the comfort zone and then getting comfortable in that zone
0: and realizing
1: it's time to push again that's right always evolving
2: always evolving but I think going back occasionally to the original comfort zone for a bit is a good thing I think it's good to kind of go back and forth Mm -hmm. but always overall going forward right well then you have that
1: rest and recovery exactly yeah All right. It is time now for me to warn those that are just listening that I'm going to share my screen. So I will give the website to you so you can take it down. But the information will be on YouTube as well as my website. If you did not have the time to get the pencil and paper, I already gave you a couple seconds there to go grab that pencil and paper. Here we go. The website for Catherine Llewellyn is to https colon forward slash forward slash yes you now dot today that's yes you now dot today she is on linkedin using her name she's on youtube and i would just search her name it, the what i have on the screen is too many letters for me to give to you but it will be again on my website as well as the youtube Her podcast is truthandtranscendence.buzzsprout.com. Again, truthandtranscendence.buzzsprout.com. And I'm going to let Catherine talk to you a little bit
2: about what she has as a gift for you. Thank you very much. So um, on the website, at the beginning, there's a very short video, and you can also sign up for a slightly longer video series – which is all about how and why to elevate your life and if you watch that series that actually gives you quite a lot of material that you could run with and i I give that to you as a gift halfway down the page there's a questionnaire that you can fill in and again this questionnaire is one of those ones which by the time you filled it in you will have had some really (laughs) interesting insights just by doing it when the guys were building the website they said Catherine, I've just been putting in the questionnaire. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But when you when you fill that in and send it in, it does not get analysed by a uh, bot. It gets sent to me directly. And I will send you a personal message with my personal observations, which, again, are of value. And At the very bottom, if after all that, you think I've just got to talk to Catherine, you can arrange a complimentary consult. And there's a link at, at the bottom of the page. Awesome. What
1: a wonderful gift. Thank you so much. Well, Catherine, it has been such a pleasure. You are a wealth of information and I do encourage the audience to go to yes, to take advantage of that wonderful gift she's sharing with you. And, uh, please do subscribe if you like this podcast, but I want you also to message directly to, um, to Catherine, so that you know how, uh, she can know how much you enjoyed this podcast. Oh, so thank, Catherine, you. thank you so much for being a guest. And as always, I remind you and my guests that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast with Vicki Nettling